Live from the Journeys Group Studio, this is Taking Care of Business. Good day, this is Tommy Pate. And this is George Pate. Taking Care of Business. Today is, let me think, the third week in June? Yep. I believe. Uh, the uh, autumn, not the autumn, the uh, vernal solstice, whatever, the longest day of the year is coming gone. Yeah, is this the last full week of June? I'm, try- I'm trying to think what is next week a full week of June. I'm, I'm trying to. Uh, I don't know. It's, I think it's, it's, it's close. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is this has been a. Uh, no, I'm not going. Whatever, there. whatever is about to come out of your mouth. I looked over and saw the look on your face. Yeah, whatever is about to come. There. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, I would offend too many people. Um, I guarantee you, if you would offend them, they're not listening. That's a good point. Uh, no, I was just saying this is an interesting month because we have the first. This is the first Juneteenth federal holiday we've had. Or was, um, was it a federal holiday last year too? No, I think this year is the first year that it was an official federal holiday. I'm gonna. My goal in life is to find someone that knows what that is. Just <laughs> what we're celebrating. I know it's got something to do with slavery in Texas, but is it that? It's two and a half years after the after emancipation. the Emancipation Proclamation. I guess I, I and 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 I I don't know this for a fact, but I I think it was like a group of slaves in Texas found out they were free two years later, and so that's what we're celebrating. Why wouldn't you celebrate? The day the Emancipation Proclamation was signed. I, you are asking the wrong person. Indeed. Um, well, we're going to get I, off this topic before I get in trouble. I'm kind of wondering, and this is the last thing I'll say, I'm kind of wondering why it became a federal holiday to begin with. No. Um, uh, Joe Biden and the Democratic Party. I mean, I know that. Okay, but, well then. Um, anyway, I'm just, I'm going to stop that line of thinking right there before we yeah. go any further because it, it will only get worse from there. So yeah. that's, that's all I got to say. Yep. 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 Anyway, my name is Tommy Pate. I'm a certified financial planner with the Journeys Group. And I'm a, I am George Pate. I'm a financial advisor with the Journeys Group. We are an independent, as you can probably tell, <laughs> registered yes, right. investment advisory firm in Aden, right outside of Greenville, North Carolina. Our phone number is 252-746-6785. Again, that's 252 252- Seven four six six seven eight five. You can find us on the web at www.thejourneysgroup.com. Again, www.thejourneysgroup.com. Our website has the new one been released? Uh, not quite. They are doing. They are. They are making doing the, the finishing polish. touches. Yep. Yeah, we can have a new website released. Our website has a variety of information on it. it has articles that rotate through. Uh, it has links to YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. And our, uh, what's left? Yeah, that's yeah, it. That's yeah. pretty much it, yeah. Um, has the uh, upcoming events listed. And, and uh, if you are interested in our schedule or want to get an appointment with us, that's our contact information. And last but not least, it has Taking Care of Business, the podcast uh, listed. So you can uh, listen to us. Yeah, there's a, there's, there'll be a launch page with like, I think like 19 different places to listen to podcasts. Um, one thing, speaking of events, we wanted to kind of poll uh poll y'all that are listening i was gonna do that oh i'm sorry go go right ahead no then. no no please no, you've no. already taken my thunder away <laughs> I, it just popped into my head and you know how i get if i don't say it i forget it um i'm go ahead i, no, no, I apologize no, i do not want to discuss it go ahead <laughs> we are polling the or we're kind of throwing around the idea of having a um sorry two-parter uh in-person seminar um not sure exactly when probably in the fall um called or or based around planning your retirement it was an idea that you came up with uh probably two or three years ago you've kind of had this idea for a while and we we 
got to talking about it the other day. Kind of go into uh, your idea for it a little bit. Yeah, the first night we would talk about Social Security and Medicare and um, uh, kind of long-term care. The second night, we're going to help you. You're going to figure your own retirement out. Uh, Every seat would have a worksheet and have a calculator and all that. And we're going to use a whiteboard and going to kind of walk you through the steps. So, um that way everybody's unique situation can be addressed by them um don't know if there's interest in this i think it'd be a great two-night seminar great, myself. great tool yeah. yeah yeah but don't know if there's interest in this but if there is if you'd like to do something like this uh let kenzie know on our facebook page uh or shoot us an email or something like that mm-hmm. um we just have a lot of people that have a lot of retirement questions and there's no better way to figure it out than to uh, kind of do the math yourself and it's, it's really not that complicated obviously if we can do it, it's not that complicated well and it's it's a really great exercise when we when we first meet with people one of the first questions we ask is um what kind of income do you want when you retire and a lot of most people will say one of two things they'll say as much as i can get or i don't or i don't know and so this this exercise would help you uh, kind of dial in on what that what your retirement situation looks like, what your magic number is, so to speak, or we get the question a lot, what kind of money do people need to retire? And there's no one answer. And so th- this would kind of help um, dial that in. And, and it's, it, it um, I think it's a really great individual exercise because it lets you kind of gauge uh, sort of where you are on your path and, and what you need to do to get there, so to speak. Well, it also factors you would see the the components of the retirement. Yep. You could see where your retirement income is coming from. But we're thinking about doing this um, in um, uh, here in Greenville, uh, Raleigh, and Wilmington. So we'd have several different locations across the state. But again, if you're interested, give us a holler. We'd love to hear from you about this. Um, the second thing is uh, we're polling on is we have debated. Uh, those of you that listen to the show know that we uh, we don't take questions. Uh, one live questions, I should say. Yeah, yeah. live questions. Primarily because the, uh, the the show is aired at different times, so some some of what you're listening to is live. If you're listening in Raleigh, for example, it's actually a taped show. Uh, but the biggest reason why we've never taken questions is we I can't possibly or George can't possibly answer a specific question for somebody when we've had a 10-second conversation on there with them. And so to avoid offending people about not giving answers to their specific questions, we just we have never done that. But we've had a lot of people ask us about that, and we're debating maybe once a quarter having a, a full-blown, probably a, a, maybe even an hour live show with questions uh, where you can call in and, and chat with us. So, again, if that's something you'd be interested in, uh, again, shoot Kenzie an email or shoot us a note and, and kind of let us know. So that's one of the things we got that we got coming up that, that we're thinking about. Yeah, kind of kind of polling y'all, kind of polling the audience, so to speak. We want to we want to know what y'all think about that. Um, you know, if there's enough interest, we'll certainly um, look into in, into making that happen. The kind of cool ideas we're we're excited about the possibility of doing it, but we want to make sure that there's enough people that would want that. You know, yeah. b- before we. Uh, kind of dive in. So again, let us know. Drop a note to us on Facebook. Uh, you can give our office a call. You can shoot us an email. Any any way you want to communicate with us. What are we talking about today? Well, not yet. I got one, oh, more, one oh, more thing. I'm sorry. We are getting a plethora of questions on the Series I bonds. Oh Lord, have mercy! I know a plethora of questions. So let me explain Series I savings bond very very quickly. What has got people's interest is that it pays the current rate is a nine point six two percent rate. Uh, which is an outstanding rate. Yeah. But 
This is a 30-year bond. It pays 9.62% for six months. After six months, it pays a rate that is um, basically it's, it's a fixed rate. Get right down to it. Um, and once it comes out of this six-month cycle, they do a, a quick calculation, and the rate that they come up with is what you're going to get from from that point on. How do they how do they calculate that that fixed rate? I, I, first, I was thinking that it was related to the CPI or inflation somehow, but uh, based on other things I've been reading, the fixed rate is so low that I can't imagine that. Um, it would be tracking inflation as it is right now. Well, I'm going to read the fixed rates out. I just, I just want you to see this. Um, if we go back as far as November of 2007, so four, 15 years ago, is the first time the fixed rate, or is the last time the fixed rate has been above 1%. The current fixed rate is zero. Uh, the rate before that, was zero the rate before that was zero the uh the first time it paid entry anything at all was november of 2019 it paid 0.2 percent so it, you get a nine six nine point six two percent and and we don't know what it's going to be the rate sets itself in may and november so but it won't be nine percent no no no, <laughs> no 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 uh and i really kind of tried to find i even went to the government site which is kind Scary. of exercise and futility yeah. <laughs> and, and try to figure out okay what does this fixed rate come from but anyway you can come you can sell the bond after one year uh, even though it's a 30-year bond if you sell it in less than five years you lose three months of your interest and so guys essentially what you're doing is you get 9.62 percent for six months and after that a flat rate of whatever. Right for, now, and that flat rate is zero. For so, four and a half years. Yeah, so we're not, we don't really encourage people to buy these because they, they just don't seem to be that that good a deal. We're actually, I think we're actually planning on doing a YouTube video on that uh, in, in the next few months to go more in detail. This was kind of a quick snapshot uh, just because we, we have been getting so many questions because on paper, on the surface, they look, I mean, they look incredible. Oh, man, I've, I've got a bond play at paying nine, nine and a half percent in this market. That's incredible. Um, but when you dig, I mean, not far, but when you dig a little bit below the surface, it's really not all it's, it, it seems to be. So we're planning on doing a video um, probably in the next couple of months that goes a lot more into detail detail about these bonds um I, I guess the good and the bad more than we've done today so keep an eye out for that um i certainly wouldn't buy one until november anyway yeah just to no, see november is when they announce the next fixed rate because remember after that 9.62 percent then that's fixed for the next well for six months but then but whatever they announced in november uh, if you buy a bond from November to uh, next next May, would it yes, would it be May? Yeah, that like let's say you buy a bond November first, and they say okay nine point six two percent, and the fixed rate is I have no idea what it's going to be is one tenth of a percent. Then after your six months of nine point six two, it pays one tenth of a percent fixed for the next thirty years. Again, oh, so it, that that doesn't it doesn't change every six months. No, that's, that's locked it. in for the next yep, thir- says, next twenty nine and a half years. Right here on the Treasury website, it says you you will know the fixed rate of interest that you'll get from your bond when you buy the bond. The fixed rate never changes. 
Oh, okay. That that was what I thought. But but when you were talking about they determined it in May and November, I thought it changed every six months. No, but, it's okay. just when you buy they, that, they change it one time. Yeah, it's it's they that rate is set for six months. So every bond bought during that six month period gets has that, that high fixed rate. Okay. Yep, you got it. Hmm. You got it. Okay. All right. Um, we're talking about today. Well, we're going probably have to bleed over to the next show too. Yeah. We're going right now. You know, we're in a, a, a hmm. economic circumstances that are somewhat uh, that are frightening. Uh, although we said this before, this is not as bad as it as it feels. Um, we're just we're just not used to having. I, I was having a conversation with somebody last week, and I feel like I'm beating a dead horse now. Hmm. We just haven't had a a down year in so long. We forgot what it's like to have one. Well, yeah. and and it's uh, this normal uh, down economic cycle is being exacerbated by a, and I'll say it, a do nothing press, and a, I don't know, a government that seems intent to run, run the economy into the ground. Uh, yeah. Um, by the way, somebody made a mention. Uh, I think it was Monday. I read an article Monday about uh, that. The demand for power is so high with the summertime heat that there would be rolling brownouts. But they want to plug in 25, 25 million, million electric, electric cars. cars. Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of wondering if you can't even afford to keep the air yeah. condition on, well, how are you going to charge your, how you gonna charge your electric cars? cars? Yeah. And those of you that don't think that's what they're working on, Biden made the comment, Biden in a press conference, right after he fell off his bicycle. <laughs> that Okay, I shouldn't laugh at that, but. It looked like he didn't put his feet down. It did. There was something. It looked like, it looked like he put the brakes on and they forgot to put his feet down. And yeah. just fell over. Yeah. It looked like some kind of Charlie Chaplin. But it, it did. It, it, it looked, the way he fell was, looked comical. Not yeah. that he fell. But anyway. Yeah. But anyway, um, he was asked about the high price of gas. And um, he, 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 he must have gone off script. Well, he stated that this is a good time to transition to renewable resources which what they call electric cars but where are we getting these resources to build those batteries uh, well there's two things to think about Uh, all right and this is what blows my mind this is where the the people's ignorance is killing me uh number one what powers electricity coal gas which is or gas uh which is a not a renewable resource resource. it's a fossil fuel uh the second thing is what makes a battery Strip mining, yeah, tearing the earth up. And when you when your battery reaches the end of its useful life, it is enormously toxic, yeah, and has to be stored stored in a special dump. So you people pushing electric cars, ask yourself: there is no source of green energy unless they put solar panels up. I guess there's no source of green energy to power your electric car. And when your electric car reaches the end of its useful life, you have got the most one of the most toxic items there is in the world in that battery, and it has to be stored in a special dump like radioactive material. So you're you're not saving the earth. You by, don't yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, but it just blows my mind. The other thing that was happening interesting this week was that um, the Biden administration has gone on record saying that inflation in the United States is not as bad as it is in other countries. That, that we, as a whole, we're doing very, very well. Uh, as a matter of fact, he barked at one of the reporters uh, and told him to quit making stuff up. No, we're, we're on par with everybody else. I saw the numbers recently. Well, this was – this was uh, <laughs> there was a press conference, and the uh, press secretary made that statement. And one of the reporters backed her down and said, no, I, I have checked this. Our inflation rate is worse than Japan. It's worse than Britain. It's worse than uh, 
uh, Greece. I mean, they listed like nine yeah. different countries, and ours is worse than anybody's. So we're he, at least where they're at, if not worse. No, we're worse. Yeah. And yeah. so he said, "Ma'am, what you're saying is an absolute false, a lie. It, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's not true." And it was really funny watching her blush because I mean, it's just yeah. You know. All right, the top five questions we're getting right now. Let's see if we can get through these. I doubt it, but that's okay. Should I get out of the stock market? No. The answer is unequivocally no. No. If you have an appropriate financial plan, uh, it has factored in situations like this. Uh, if you're getting out of the market now, you're selling when it's low. Do not get out of the market. I've seen a lot of people that are not much older than I am getting out of the market. Crazy. And, and it's, it's, if, you've got, if you've got more than 10 years, to, I mean, you shouldn't get out of the stock market anyway, but if you've got more than 10 years to go before you're planning on retiring, don't even look at it. Don't even, don't even, don't even think about it. Well, what people are talking about is market timing and, and, Doesn't uh, work. and, and it sounds eminently logical in that, okay, I'm going to get out now because the market's low. I mean, market's bad. I'm going to sell. Uh, and then when the market starts going up again, I'm going to get back in. I'm going to get back in. Now, I want you to follow the logic behind this. It sounds impeccably logical. Yeah, why would I be in while it's low when yeah. I can when I can ride the wave coming back up? So, if you decide to market time, there's an air quote there, you're going to get out now to avoid losing any more money. So, you, you sold while the market was low. You're securing that loss yep. by doing that. Yep. And I'm going to get back in when the market starts climbing. So, you're selling at a guaranteed loss. And you're buying at a guaranteed high point above what you sold it at. Now, I am not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but that is a lose-lose situation. You did exactly what you're not supposed to do. You sold low and you bought high. Second of all, the vast majority of you will not do that. You'll sell and you'll use that money for something else. Uh, and you will not put it back in the market. And third, and this is the most uh Don't think the right word that doesn't have profanity. This is the most solid proof of every study that's ever been done. There has never been a single study, not one, that says this market timing works. More importantly than that, I think we've talked about this before. Nobody knows what the market is going to do. So by the time it, it, let's say that you're disciplined enough to hold that money and you put it back in when it's on its way back up, it is very possible and very likely that you will miss that first wave. And so you, you so by getting out and trying to trying to time the market, you've missed the gain that you were going to make. And we've talked about this before. If you miss one good day in the stock market, that can affect your return immensely. I mean, over over your lifetime, we're talking a 10% difference in your portfolio for one missed day yeah, because because if, you thought you were smarter than the market. If you get out, the only people that make money off that are the people that sold your stock Wall and Street, your investments yeah. for you. Yeah. All right, when will this end? Well, first of all, um there's some discussion. Everybody, every economic expert on God's earth, with the exception of the federal government, says that a recession is inevitable. Probably 2022, 2023. Are we not already in one? Well, this is what's interesting. You, typically, by the time the government announces a recession, we're already at the tail end. We're of halfway the, over. A yeah. normal recession lasts what six to eighteen months. Yeah, I was going to say it's, yeah, it's, they're, it's they're not. really not very long, but. Uh, the federal government is still challenging the assertion that we're going to we're going that we're in a recession. They're saying, and they're also saying that a recession is not inevitable. That Biden's economic policies are going to keep us from going into a recession. Uh, so when will this end? Um, I would think sometime in twenty twenty three. 
Um, and per, we're we're kind of anticipating pretty quick in twenty. I mean, relatively soon. Once the, I don't know the way they keep screwing. I thought well, so. Yeah. <laughs> I thought so. Um, why are interest rates up? Well, <laughs> very simple. Um, we had uh, a red hot smoking economy. We had an economy that was that was too good. It was it was it was. Uh, it was burned itself out. If it had kept going, it would have burned itself out. And so that's why you didn't have um, things to buy. That's why houses, you couldn't find a house, a car, a truck, boat, big ticket items were gone. Well, when you have more supply than you have demand, that runs the prices up. And when prices go up, we call that inflation. Because the, the value of your dollar is going down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so how do you do that? Well, you've got to slow the economy down. And you slow the economy down by jacking up interest rates because now people won't go buy that big house or that big car or that big truck or now their credit card payments have gotten higher. They quit spending money. And when they quit spending money, the uh, the supply is now more than the demand and prices come back down, which means you're easing back out of inflation. And, and what that does is it, it, by raising the interest rates, again, it's more expensive to borrow money. Um, which means that people are not going out and, and spending money left and right. So there's less dollars, less money in circulation, which means the economy that and, and that as a direct result, that's the economy slowing down. And so what we're feeling right now is is the Fed slamming on the brakes because they didn't do anything for so long that uh, I mean, they should have done all this stuff last year, but that's neither here nor there. Um, what we're feeling right now is a, is a slamming on brakes. The, the raising of interest rates is supposed to be a very gradual putting our foot on the brake but they they waited Three quarters of percent <laughs> but they waited so long um in order to make the current administration look good um and to not not screw up any of their plans they waited so long that now they've got to slam on the brakes in, inflation is like a snowball rolling down a hill it's very easy to stop in the early stages you know you can put you can put your foot in front of it and it'll stop it well what happened was they let inflation get rolling and now now you've got a huge snowball rolling down the hill. You can still stop it, but it's going to take some time now. And they've got to take really dramatic measures to make it stop. Not only that, they have to they, they have to take those really dramatic measures. Number two, it's going to take a while for us to feel those effects. Um, I mean, it's it, we're, we're already feeling the effect in our day to day life. But prices still aren't going down because this kind of thing, because they waited so long, it's going to take a lot longer for it to slow inflation down. Yeah. And those of you that, uh, of course, if you think this way, you're not listening to this show. But I'm amazed there are people that are still defending Biden's economic policies. No one can explain to me how gas can go from $1.79 to $5 in two years. No one. And and Uh, the only change that happened was who's in charge. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's it. No one can explain that at all. Um, but anyway, well, I'll be able to retire. That's a big question we get. And the answer is, if you're one of our clients, yeah, absolutely. Because we factor this kind of stuff in. Yep. Uh, if you work with other folks, I don't know. Uh, I would like to think so, but I don't know. That would be now is the time to meet with your person and make sure that you've <laughs> yeah. got that stuff set up. And probably the number one question people ask me point blank, I'm 62, what am I doing different? And the answer is, I'm not doing anything different. I still put money in the market every month. I haven't sold anything out of the market. I am doing the very same thing right now that I was doing three years ago when the market was skyrocketing. Not a thing different. And uh, if you've got the appropriate planning done, you shouldn't be doing anything different. 
the fact that we got a crappy market, that's normal. Out every 10 years, you got two bad markets. Okay, we're in a bad market. So what? Uh, we have little um, little faith in the federal government. I got two words for that, Jimmy Carter. I mean, it's, this has happened before. Um, you've got the country is highly polarized. We've been highly polarized since we got together. Um, I mean, the deals in the Continental Congress, the deals they cut to satisfy New York, to keep New York as one of the colonies, was just amazing. Absurd, yeah. Yeah, so it's been done for years. So uh, I'm not doing anything different. This is a normal part of an economy. As I've said many, many times, the one danger we have right now in this country is that we do not have a press that looks out after people. We have a press that is wholly owned by the Democratic Party. Except for Fox, and they're wholly owned by the Republican well, Party. Well, even then, they're yeah. you know. But I mean, that's that's the that's the big problem we have. There, is there, no, it, nobody's keeping anybody in check. Anymore. Yeah, it, is that there there is no check and balance system. But other than that, this is a normal uh, cycle of economy. Uh, if you dispute that or <laughs> want to have a conversation, give us a call at two five two seven four six six seven eight five. Again, that's two five two. Seven four six six seven eight five. Be glad to chat with you. Be glad to get you onto our schedule and see if we can get you straightened out. Um, but speaking professionally, I have absolutely no concern whatsoever that if you're a client of Journeys Group, you will be able to retire on time with the income we talked about uh, because we plan on bad years. Uh, if you plan on hitting home runs every time, you're probably in trouble. Yep. Uh, it's just, you know, more than lucky you're in a lot of trouble. Uh, well, hit the music in my ears. Let me get out of here. Uh, I appreciate y'all letting us spend time with you today. Hope you give us an opportunity to spend time with you next week. Look forward to it. Have a great day. This is Tommy Pate. And this is George Pate. Taking care of business. The proceeding has been a paid program. The advice and opinions expressed by the Journeys Group and their guests are their own and may not reflect the opinions and advice of WTIB or Interbanks Media. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although should not be relied as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Fixed annuities are insurance products. Fixed annuities, rates, returns, and guarantees are subject to the claim paying ability to the underlying insurance company. Please see a statement of understanding and prospectus for a full detail on products discussed. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation and as such is not intended to be a direct recommendation. Before acting on any information mentioned, you should seek the advice from a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine whether it is suitable for your specific situation. Investment advising services are offered through the Journeys Group, an SEC-registered investment advisor.